Welcome back to Light Shed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your listening convenience. September 21st, 2022. Does Netflix have a content problem or a monetization problem? Virtually everyone we talk to in Hollywood, outside of Netflix employees, is taking great pleasure in Netflix's stock price collapse over the past nine months, as well as Netflix's loss of religion around advertising which many see as a desperate attempt to quote-unquote save Netflix. With subscribers declining, revenue growth slowing, and meaningful cost-cutting in progress, Hollywood investors finally see Netflix as vulnerable and are attacking every aspect of Netflix's strategy. 10 Netflix attacks we hear repeatedly. Number one, Netflix way overspent on mediocre content that is not memorable. They spend $17 billion on content, yet it feels like there's nothing to watch. Number two, Netflix never should have allowed binging. You need weekly releases to build buzz or it makes it too easy to churn. Number three, movies need to be released in theaters to break through the clutter. There is simply no economic model for direct to streaming movies. You need theaters and even home entertainment to justify $200 million film budgets. Number four, lack of quote-unquote known IP to leverage and or franchises. Versus legacy media-controlled IP such as Marvel or DC Comics or Minions or Top Gun, Netflix should have bought a Hollywood studio. Number five, why can't Netflix be more like HBO? Quality over quantity. Number six, rush to be global, but it's hard to make money in many international markets such as India or Turkey. Number seven, they pushed pricing too far too fast while the content quality eroded. Number eight, new management needed. Reed Hastings and Ted Sarandos should have failed the keeper test for recent missteps. Number nine, they waited too long to introduce advertising while others took advantage of cheaper ad-supported tiers. Number 10, they're making a financial mistake by not monetizing catalog originals on third-party platforms. Would people not subscribe to Netflix if Orange is the New Black appeared on Pluto TV or Hulu in addition to airing on Netflix? Investor doom and gloom around Netflix has extended into a larger question of whether the streaming wars are worth winning. Is streaming even a good business? Some legacy media executives are even starting to talk about the power of linear TV again. Does Netflix have a content problem? Lost among the doom and gloom surrounding Netflix is that subscribers are actually watching more Netflix than ever before. As we highlighted back in July 2022, Netflix's share of connected TV, CTV streaming time spent, based on Comscore data, has increased to 29% from 25% year-over-year. What makes that even more staggering is the amount of programming spend losses from Netflix's competitors. The table embedded below shows the cumulative losses of Netflix's legacy media peers on streaming over the past four quarters. Disney, Warner Brothers Discovery, Paramount, and Peacock lost over a combined $8 billion this past year on their streaming platforms. And yet, Netflix's share of watch time went up. Somehow that narrative has gotten lost in the quote-unquote Netflix is dying cheers. Let's go a step further now. Not only is Netflix's growing share of overall CTV watch time with fewer subscribers against stiffening competition, but it is literally dominating what content is being watched the most. Beyond who can offer the most money for a project, we have to believe actually getting watched matters to talent. Well, Nielsen data is far from perfect with a big lag in reporting and missing smaller streaming services such as Paramount Plus and Peacock. The dominance of Netflix in the streaming world is undeniable. As shown below for the week of August 15th to the 22nd, Netflix had nine of the top 10 pieces of content streamed by total minutes watched, with their original film Day Shift number one. 
Looking at any one week is obviously skewed, so we did quarter to date in Q3 2022. As shown in the chart below, 81% of the top 10 pieces of content for the first eight weeks of Q3 2022 were from Netflix, and 85% of total minutes within those top 10 were Netflix. The immediate criticism will be that not all of those shows are Netflix originals, such as NCIS or Grey's Anatomy. The question will be if that content will migrate to vertically integrated platforms in the future. A year ago, that might have been a realistic fear. However, we're now seeing more and more studios move to a hybrid model of selling content internally to their streaming platforms and being an arms dealer to third parties. The religion around vertical integration has evaporated as Wall Street's focus has moved from subgrowth at any cost to asking if streaming is a real business. We see no end in sight to the spigot of third-party content flowing to Netflix, especially as legacy media companies try to offset their streaming losses and the building headwinds they're facing in their core broadcast and cable network assets, as we wrote about last month here. Netflix has a monetization problem. With Netflix losing subs the past two quarters and revenue growth guided for Q3 2022 to sub 5%, was 25 to 30% pre-pandemic, there is no doubt Netflix is struggling. However, the narrative that their content strategy is broken appears misplaced. Should they have more hits per billion spent? Yes, 100%. Do they need even more content that dominates culture and zeitgeist? Yes, 100%. Could they do a better job marketing content so a movie like The Atom Project doesn't get lost? Yes, 100%. But consumers clearly love Netflix content and are watching more and more of it, even as competition grows. The right question is, how does Netflix improve monetization of their engaged audience? Whether or not you believe 100 million households are using someone else's password, everyone would agree password sharing is a real problem for Netflix globally. In addition, while Netflix has been able to successfully and repeatedly raise price as engagement grew, Wall Street's increasingly uncertain anyone else beyond Disney Hulu can, there is clearly a portion of potential subscribers that is harder to reach or maintain throughout the year at current pricing. In turn, a lower price ad tier creates a new way of expanding Netflix's subscriber base and accelerating revenue growth. We talk to the potential of Netflix advertising here. Given Netflix's growing subscriber engagement and early signs of pullback from legacy media peers that will grow even more tangible in 2023 if a recession continues, excitement from the advertising community and a robust content slate ahead, we are growing more optimistic that Netflix can re-accelerate revenue growth into the teens. Consensus is about 8% revenue growth in 2023.